Batman Universe. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Batman Universe, your source for all your Batman news. Week in, week out, Jamie Magoo and myself, Andy DiGenova, are here carrying the Bat Torch. We are here. We're not somewhere else. We're right here. Right here. Wherever right you go, here. Right now. there you are. There you are, and you're there. And there you are. <laughs> so, yes, here we are. We've got another week's worth of Bat News for you. Uh, as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Andy DiGenova, and joining me is Mr. Jamie Magoo. Hey, Jamie. Thank you, sir. Andy, hello. How are you, buddy? I'm great. You look great. Do I? You look refreshed. It's an illusion. It's, we, you know, it's... I had a very early morning meeting. Really? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's just... You know, like when you get up early and you're like, you go through the tired phase of your morning yes. so early mm-hmm. that it you're, did. you're like early. at the at the like noon awake right now, yeah. even though it's not. It's close actually ten twenty a.m., but <laughs> yeah. for me, it's probably about one p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's probably it. Yeah, on total so, total tired time. Yeah, in a few <laughs> hours, I will be a sluggish slug. Ah. Uh. But, uh, Slugs. They're the sluggishestest <laughs> ones so around. Sluggish. They're so sluggy. Uh, but uh, you look even better, sir. Oh, come on. You're all dressed up so nice. Well, I wish this was a video podcast. Oh, get out of here. Uh, it's just, you know, dapper... Dapper Fridays. Dapper Fridays for Mr. Magoo. Thank you, sir. So, anyway, let's get started with a little movie news. Enough of complimenting each other. I know. What is this? What is this? You're so great. (laughs) You're awesome. You're the best. Nobody cares about that. Let's get into the dirt. All right. Let's sling some mud, eh? Let's let's talk bad about stuff. All right. Let's hate everything. No, really. It's the internet. Hate, hate, hate. Yeah, there's plenty of that. Hate. That's one thing that I pride. You know that that we do well here. I think we're generally pretty positive. You know, like that's generally generally. There's times where we, you know, we dabble in the dark side. <laughs> you know, we do a Batman podcast. Obviously, darkness is something yeah. you appreciate to at least some degree. But you can't have the light without the dark. Agreed, sir. Agreed. So you know, yeah. But it's it's good. We we generally celebrate all of these things, uh, and even even kind of. Non-news stories like this one—that's sort of just a, yeah. a meandering of. There, there's a lot of just kind of, you know, at, after Empire Magazine, you know, did their killer spread on BVS. It's like you kind of come out of that, and you're like, look around, and you're like, well, what's left? You're kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like next morning after the carnivals cleared the town, like in Big, <laughs> where he's riding around yes, looking for the Zoltar yes. machine. That's sort of where we are. And they're news-wise. just sad little, sad little pamphlets and flyers <laughs> yeah. blowing in the wind. Yeah, half-eaten pizzas. That's just, right. We're in the half-eaten pizza and the grass Popcorn mode. Popcorn bags. Just very, yeah, very debris. Sad. So that's where we're at in uh, Batman news right now overall. Uh, except for the news, maybe that you said just hit. Yeah, so, there is some. Do you news. want to do that first? I don't know. All right, let's do this little. Let's do nonsense this. I'm going to keep you in suspense a little mm, longer. I, I like some, it. Some news just hit in the last hour, and Jamie was actually working, doing his job, <laughs> so he did not see it. Faking working, which yeah. is still work. I will. I it will is. tell you, it is. It's not easy to feign working. Probably more work than actually doing it. Like office space. Just space out for for about an hour. But don't worry. It looks like I'm working. Yeah. Like in a week. Yeah. His statistic. (laughs) In a week, I do like a solid half hour of honest, real real hard work. (laughs) So anyways, there's this image that's been floating around on the internet. Um, it's, It's apparently from Zack Snyder's Instagram. 
Um, this one wasn't shared by his photographer buddy. Uh, his name is escaping me right now. But generally, most of the time when Zack Snyder posts something, you know, it's shared by somebody else, even if it's on his personal account. This is apparently one of those situations, but um, it's just an image of what appears to be Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, standing in a field that looks very similar to the field in the trailer uh, where there is someone walking towards what looks like a derelict Wayne Manor. So, yeah, yeah, kind I don't of know. A, kind of a non-story for me. Yeah. I really got nothing. It's like Yeah, there's really nothing yeah, to it say could about be, it. it. could be him. It could be, like... It's just it's a very cool image. It's, it's it's the back of a man in a field. It's a to- and, it, and it looks similar to the shot in the trailer just without Wayne Manor. So It's very Instagram worthy and that's about it. Yeah. Like I'm a little almost embarrassed that I'm talking about it still right, right now. It, like, the caption should be one is the loneliest number. Yeah. Because it's uh, just a, a one poor, poor Bruce. isolated Bruce Wayne out Bruce in the middle. Bruce standing alone again. This, Big shocker. This picture is a reflection of Bruce Wayne's psyche. <laughs> yeah, right? He's I know. alone. I know. This, in a world that see, is dead and rotten. You just made this a lot more interesting than it ever was beforehand. Yeah. Like, this this totally could be what Bruce Wayne's brain looks this like. This is. Just, uh, the world uh, is gray and dark, and he stands alone in the middle of it. It's just near raining, or it's about to rain, and he's just storm is by coming. himself. The storm Mr. is Wayne. coming. Mr. Wayne batting down the hatches um so yeah that's it check out the the that photo on the internet if you give a damn and if you don't you probably shouldn't anyway so it's totally fine <laughs> let's move on let's move on to uh yeah i'll share i'll share what just hit is it because BVS? it's because it's, it's bvs related. okay that's so what the, the report just came out and right now i would take it with a grain of salt but it seems to be supported is that they had a screening of batman v superman dawn of justice at warner brothers oh my dear lord and it was met with a standing ovation good night so they're so happy and so thrilled with the movie and that they're going to release it this weekend i knew it wouldn't that be i knew it wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> By the way, it's coming out tonight. I would, oh, oh, oh. I would have a heart attack. <laughs> like that's just, something that's like unprecedented in the world of movies. Could you imagine? If if it there would was be a, amazing, it would be really cool just to, to watch the world burn. Yeah, like just watch the chaos. I mean, it would be. It would obviously be not like the smartest financial move, right? You know, because the build is what helps people yeah, prepare to see the and plan to see these movies, right? And especially, you know, but like with a movie like this, the the the, the end date, the release date is so far from the announcement. It feels like yeah, you could if, if you got the work done and you were happy with it. I mean, obviously, there's some sort of a f- somewhat finished version. Yeah, out and that's what they said. They said it's not locked, but it's close. Right, like. Uh, do it, Warner Brothers. Come you, on, you I could. challenge you. Which, be the which, first which, ever. which does kind of support that they could have probably gotten it done in time for the original release date, which was like two weeks ago. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, the, the original, original release date was July seventeenth, or whenever Ant Man came out a couple weeks ago. Bonkers. That was the original release date, right. and the fact that they have a nearly locked version on August seventh. Means right. they, they probably could have gotten it done yeah. in time, but again, Better to, fine. You know, yeah. take your time, get it done right. But anyway, they, they're so happy with the cut. But specifically, they were so happy with Affleck's Batman that now they're expanding his solo film into a trilogy. 
Oh my gosh. And what? Yes. And I love that they did not even just two. Like it's just like if we're gonna do more, three yeah. is like the minimum so, that they do this. Crap. So the, the, this all came from Den of Geek originally. Okay, it came from Den of Geek, and I, I like them. They're a good. They're a good site. Yeah. Um, they're over in the UK, but they say you know, it all. It's all coming from an anonymous source within Warner Brothers, which of course it's going to. Of course. But that's why you're like, well, yeah. it's also easy to make that up. But, totally, but, but at the same it's, time, it's one of those things that like it's it's a lot easier to point to the timing of some reason this is made up. You know right, what I mean? Like right. this this feels so out of the blue, right? Like why would you make that up? Yeah, I mean, unless that's just like you're just that diabolical, yeah. and you're like it's so slow. You're like, all right, let's break out the uh, this. this fake nonsense. So that was the original article was that you know they they loved his Batman so much that they are making him, and we knew they were making him kind of the 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 focal point of this new DC universe on film, but they want to get as much Affleck Batman as possible. Dude. And then not a half an hour later, Deadline, which is a much more credible source, mm-hmm. comes out and reports that Warner Brothers is shifting the schedule of Ben Affleck's other two films to accommodate his Batman schedule. What is it? What are the other two films that he has lined up? It doesn't matter. Of course, you're going to ask. Of course, I because I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, These are the questions I ask that are stupid and ridiculous and don't don't matter. But but Andy has this. It's it's like I know that's my crappy superpower and that's your crappy weakness. Let me ask you the question of something that doesn't matter. (laughs) But Um, you, but here we go. You always you always reward this behavior, Andy, by looking it up for me. So I never learn my lesson. This is on deadline. So Warner Brothers has pushed back two movies involving Ben Affleck, The Accountant. Uh, had been pushed from January of 2016 to October 2016. At the same time, Warner Brothers has moved from October 16 to 2017, Live by Night, which is Affleck's uh, movie Affleck is directing. Oh, interesting. So the accountant Ben Affleck is starring in, uh-huh. it's being directed by Gavin O'Connor, Live by Night, Affleck is directing. They both got pushed back to accommodate his Batman schedule. Now, Deadline is saying it's just to accommodate the Batman solo film. Okay. And But compared to what just came out on Den of Geek about how now the solo film is a trilogy, it all kind of jives into the fact that mm-hmm. Batman takes precedence and it's totally. a good thing that Ben Affleck's other films are at Warner Brothers so they will happily accommodate his Batman that's schedule. That's what I was thinking and that's kind of uh, sort of why I asked as well. I was thinking, are these like things that they're kind of jostling around but you know, obviously if it's their studio, they can make the call. Yeah. And and and, and they're, I think they're very realistic of like, hmm, what's our priority? <laughs> Batman or the accountant? Yeah, like... Well, the accountant seems pretty cool and all, you know. Uh, you know, but the, I was talking of that same way about Gone Girl. I'm like, okay, Gone Girl, and then I saw it. I'm like, As damn it, that was a good movie. Gone <laughs> like, Girl, crap. Gone Girl was gone great. Yeah, it was freaking good, man. So, um, I have a feeling that this will be how things may go as far as the film slate in the future and the next you know, these nine movies or whatever that were announced aside from the Batman solo films, um, that they will be moving things around as they see the reaction of the audience. Because clearly the reaction of the audience is like, we love Batman, more Batman. And they're like, cool, more Batman it is. If this does have the 
the value or the truth to it yeah. that we hope it does. And I have no doubt that Warner Brothers will happily turn it into a trilogy as long as Affleck wants to do it. I think that that's the only question mark. It's not whether or not Warner Brothers would want three instead of one. It's Batman. Of course they want three. Gosh. Uh, Can you imagine him saying no? Like, Well, because I, I mean, he's a busy guy. Like, he's very in demand. That's true. And, and I agree that it's nice as an actor to finally have gotten the accolade that he has received and a director, yeah. you know, like he's finally at that point where he's like, I'm, he can choose what he wants to yeah. do. Like he's not hurting for work. Right. The question is how much of that time he wants to commit to Batman yeah. like as opposed how, to other things. Yeah. How much is Batman a priority over being an actor director? Right. I know what my answer would be, well, but I, that doesn't really matter. We, we, I think our answer is pretty <laughs> obvious. But, uh, can I just do Batman forever? Not the movie. I mean, just literally forever. forever. Until until you put me in a box. <laughs> yeah. <can I>? Uh, <laughs> so, so exci- can't go wrong. exciting stuff. Hopefully, we'll get some sort of confirmation for this. Uh, it, it makes logical sense. It's nice to hear that allegedly the movie is extremely good, which Dude. is what we were hoping and totally. what we, we thought. Um, so it's all great news, and and that's way better than Instagram photo news. Like, yeah, the, I'm so glad you had that story because, holy crap, it's, that was great. It's news. exciting. It's awesome. <sighs> I like it. That's am- you know, uh, especially in the wake of not to get off topic, but in the wake of of the movie that's coming out this weekend, or for those of you listening it's that just out, came out, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of kind of the backlash and madness that's happening with that, that being uh, Fantastic Four. It's really cool to hear a movie like this that has this kind of weight. Yeah. And obviously that they're putting a lot into and and a lot is riding on the future of the Warner Brothers cinematic universe. I mean, the, frankly, like most of the Warner Brothers cinematic universe is riding on the success and you know how well this movie is made. Yeah, this is I received. mean this is the launching point for the entire universe. So yeah. it has to work. Yeah. And it's great to hear that they love the movie. Of course, it's in their best interest to love the movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. H- however, you know, it's still it's still great news, especially so far out, because they've got plenty of time to kind of tweak and improve it as they go. So I, it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's just exciting, and it further kind of adds to the confidence that we've been feeling since Comic-Con. Like, yeah. Comic-Con felt like a very confident presentation of their plan. Mm-hmm. The Empire article really solidified that confidence, and totally. this further further adds to that. And I just, it's... Oh, it freaks me out, though. Like, when you get... It's almost worse sometimes, like, having the news be so monumentally so good. So positive, yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. only movie that I can think of that was like that, that I was so freaked, was um, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. When I, the, I... I remember I was sitting on an airplane, and there was a guy reading an article about the movie before... I had come out and and I remember seeing over his shoulder and just reading a portion of that like the very top of the magazine article and it was saying you know Batman Begins was like an absolute just killer movie and somehow The Dark Knight has managed to not only be as good but maybe better than mm-hmm. that movie and I read that line and I was like ah! like I just wanted to yell like on the plane like no ah! because just that expectation at that point you know, and the, but luckily for me, I mean that that was reached. You know, right, for me right. that movie totally reached that level. So a, a happy ending to that. But this this is one of those moments where I I'm like, I always love when me. Batman gives me a happy ending. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I mean, I agree. I mean, of course, <laughs> obviously, like 
Yeah. <laughs> the gloves are a little cumbersome. Good, good night. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah. Dude. Dude. I hope it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, so, we hope it's awesome. Good news. Exciting news. Uh, can't wait to hear more. Hope it hope it pans out. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep my expectations in check because yeah. it's not confirmed, but it's incredibly exciting, and I hope it pans out. So this one is going to be a hashtag... What was it? Hashtag maybe? Hashtag plausible? Yeah, hashtag like maybe. That. I know. I, we've been out of sync with some know. of these. I don't know. It's uh, been a while. Yeah. I think hash- so that's a hashtag maybe. Yeah, hashtag maybe on that one. Yeah. A, hopeful, a very hopeful maybe on that one. Oh, man. And now we have to go back to to this. To, to, uh, to news about Jared Leto's regular iPhone. Ne- yeah, regular. Like, okay, so let's just breeze through it because now I've just... I, don't know, I've, I have no momentum for uh, these kind of... These sh- little shunners, bits. Little bits. Little tidbits. Uh, Suicide Squad is shooting in Chicago this week. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, won't, I won't leave it at that. So literally for like 24 hours. Yeah, I guess it's like a very short time. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, probably it's establishing sh- shots. Yeah. yeah, establishing shots. Yeah, so basically they were kind of speaking to the cohesiveness of, you know... How how Nolan sort of made his movies cohesive as far as uh, Gotham goes, right? Uh, and and they're talking about, I mean, more specifically to BBS, um, you know, them shooting in the Chicago area, and then this movie shooting in the Chicago area it makes these feel like shared universes, like it's all in the same city. Interesting, all right. interesting. A weird perspective trying to make these all seem the same. Cool. What are they doing? Good. And uh, so my family in Chicago, keep an eye out for any Suicide Squad stuff. Helicopters, one, one night only. If you yeah. see a helicopter with a big camera mounted on it, yeah, a big Joker face on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. They just—they <laughs> don't even try and go hey, incognito. Hey, Junior Birdman, like Miss me? <laughs> yeah, they're just like not even. Do we spend the money doing this Joker paint job yeah, on this it. helicopter? You, oh, you do it. Well, yes, of course we do. Are we trying to be incognito? No. No, we're going out there. We're going full, full balls to the wall on this. One. Yeah, <laughs> just establishing shots. So, uh, in in further non news around Suicide Squad, Jared Leto has Joker wallpaper on his iPhone. What? Unprecedented. Uh, so, it's why the, would the, he do that? The Tony so Daniel weird. cover of Detective Comics number one of the New Fifty Two. That is Jared Leto's current wallpaper on his phone. Just the weirdest. I I can't believe he made that decision. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's unusual. I know. It's like he's it's it's almost like he's playing the Joker and you know, he's like excited about it. Something like that. It's that's my only guess. I don't know. So, I don't know what's going on in the news yeah, these days. I So that's that. I hoped it would be of the Batman universe. That's what his wallpaper should be. We know he listens, obviously. We know. Yeah. He knows so he knows that we've been very supportive and we've been instrumental. In garnering support for his portrayal of the Joker. Yeah, absolutely. So We haven't been coy about any of this. So, Jared Leto, you're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. But, I mean, <laughs> we're waiting for our thank you, but you're welcome. So, so apparently... Anyway, they, I'm glad post- he likes the Joker. Yeah, of course. It's, Good. It's a really cool image, um, you know, and it's easy to find if you want to mimic Jared Leto as himself or as the Joker, uh, which is a nice lead-up to this next little point. Uh, which we've touched on, uh, but basically, 
Express, a new source, a new source from the UK, was talking about um, Jared Leto's commitment to his character. Uh, and uh, spoke to the hair and makeup team from his previous film, the Dallas uh, Dallas Buyers Club, and the uh, makeup team revealed that they never met uh, the heartthrob as himself until months after the film. He was always in full drag for the character, and in fact, he even begged them to make him look prettier as the transsexual Rayon. Rayon? Rayon? I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, unfortunately. I think it was Rayon. Rayon. Yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, Jai Courtney commented and said, I haven't seen him since we started working out of character. Let's put it that way. So uh, so they've met the Joker, but they haven't met Jared Leto. Pretty much. Which is kind of awesome. He's very method. Yeah, like super method. Yeah, like, like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it, I always have this kind of weird idea about that because method acting to me is almost like you're not acting. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it? We're like to me, almost a good actor is a guy that's like talking like that you and act. I, yeah. And then like they go action, and then he's the Joker, and you're like, what the hell? Like you're not even the same person. Versus the guy that basically transforms his life, obviously has a better perspective on how to commit to that character. But at that point, is he really acting? <laughs> you're sort of just. I mean, that's becoming true. that guy. That's a little. true. So it's it's. It's not weird. To, not to knock it because no. I think it's super successful. I and think awesome. it's cool and I think it's fun. Yeah. I also I also think method is a little kind of up your own ass. No, I'm saying like it's like I oh, think that was super hilarious so, way to put it. I'm so committed to the craft that I live as this character. It's just so yeah. I get there have been many. Many famous method actors over the years. I just always thought, well, it's not. To your point, it's not really acting. Then you're just yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I think I think it's fun that he's you know that he shows up to set as the Joker and they've yeah. only ever met the Joker. That's great, especially if there's any character. Mm-hmm. Cool, mm-hmm. Um, but they're clearly my 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 philosophies and opinions over method versus just acting. Yeah, you know, notwithstanding. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. I mean, I, it worked for him on Dallas Buyers Club. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you just because it's like it's when it's to the point where it's so like out there, you know what I mean? Like they're not just doing it for themselves. They're clearly like celebrating it to the point where it's getting on other people's nerves. Yeah. Like wasn't it Daniel Day-Lewis who like made people carry him around for some role where he was a quadriplegic? Probably. I think so. Like that's like kind of a – you're being a pain in the ass, you know? Like you're – like I get you're committed, you know, but – that's kind of weird. And same, okay, so the gifts, while they're a cool thing and it's fun, it's totally a, like, look at me kind of thing. You know, he doesn't have to send gifts. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's. Did you hear a story about Eric Stoltz when he was, this is completely off topic, but Eric Stoltz when he was Marty McFly. Other than that other that's stuff, true. So when good. he was Marty McFly. Before, oh. before he got fired. Uh-huh. He was being all method and he, he, he asked everyone on set to call him Marty. Uh, and when he got fired, apparently Rob Zemeckis was like, "Eric, I need to talk to you." And he goes, "No, remember, it's Marty." And Rob and Robert Zemeckis was like, "Nope, it's Eric." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> actually, actually, Eric. <laughs> No. That's, that's no. the story. That's awesome. But uh, anyway. So I mean, I, terrible. that's sad for him, but I'm obviously glad it yeah, worked out the it, way it did. It was a really awkward moment. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, as for as for this, you know, uh, again, I, I, I love his commitment to the role, and I love that he loves the Joker. So, uh, well, 
Obviously, I all think right. all of us are like, well, as long as I watch the film and you're amazing, I don't care what you have to do to get there. But unfortunately, it seems like with method acting, there's a lot more. It's not a victimless crime, unfortunately. <laughs> Another excellent point. Yeah, like there's other people that kind of fall yeah. by the wayside, unfortunately. Uh, Whereas like Daniel Day-Lewis even said, oh, my poor wife had to live with this guy for three months. I was like, well, how about don't do that to your wife? Yeah, you like you, that's sort of a choice. <laughs> like you're not you're not really forced to do that. Yeah. I mean, but hey, it's working for him. The guy's won best actor. This like, is true. He has uh, no shortage of awards. No, absolutely not. Oh. So anyway, anyway, that's that's a, a random conversation, and I apologize to any method actors who are listening. But uh, no, hey, I I don't because if it works for you, much. be unapologetic <laughs> about it. Uh, in in if that's your what you got to do. I mean, if that's your career and you do what you got to do, you apologize to the people that you're. You know, whatever affecting, works for you. you know, yeah. but like, if that's what you got to do to get there, you know, kudos. Whatever works. More power to you, buddy. Gals, uh, gals, gals. So, moving on to Gotham. Yeah. Got some cool new posters for Gotham. And in fact, this first one is really awesome. It's really kind of weird how it's like, seems to be almost like trying to be a bass It's symbol. a bass symbol. That's exactly what it is. Right. It's, it is, uh, it's the, the cast of Gotham. Uh huh. Um, Ben McKenzie's Gordon, dead mm-hmm. center, and then the rest of the cast kind of branching out from there. But it, it is absolutely in the shape of the bat symbol, yeah. but just just enough. a step away yeah. enough that it's not overt. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And then along the bottom is the skyline. I think it's a really great piece of art, personally. It's a, yeah, it's a very cool lineup. It's a it's yeah it's just great shots of all of them. What's interesting Visually about cool. it is that Barbara is now over on the villain side. Yes, second in line on the villain on side the villain in side. front of Nigma. Yeah. What? Plus two of the new characters who I don't know who they are. Uh, they're playing Theo Gallivan and Tigress. Who's should I know who Theo Gallivan no. is? No, so I actually oh, looked okay. that up and put I'm it like, on here because I didn't know either. I'm like, I'm like, I'm completely at a loss on that. One. So he is, he is, I think, an original character for this. Show. I, I really like the actor. Actually, he's really good. James Frain. He was on True Blood. He's been. He, oh, okay. He's done. He's done a lot of stuff. He's he's a really talented guy. So that's great that he's in it. Um, I'm sorry to jump ahead. There, no, no. There, there was there was a second poster as well mm-hmm. of the entire cast, and again, really a cool. Really cool design mm-hmm. with Bruce in the middle, kind of going into the Batcave, and then the rest of the cast surrounding him. Again, Ben McKenzie's Gordon is the biggest and most prominent, but everyone else kind of around it. So, two really cool visuals of uh, for season two of Gotham. But considering anyway. they're they're just pictures of people, basically, like yeah. very interesting. Like, yeah, like like this was this super successful. Yeah, they didn't half-ass these designs. Like, no. these are these are cool. Like the scaling and all that, it, they did a great job. And then I just put a picture of Tigers because she's nice to look at. Um, <laughs> so yeah. that, you can see each of them, uh, uh, the actors, um, James Frain and uh, Jessica Lucas, who are playing each of these characters. So I, I pulled from Wikipedia to uh, get the background on these characters. So it says, Tigress is set to appear in the second season of Gotham, portrayed by Jessica Lucas. This version of the character will be a villain named Tabitha Galavan who is the sister and lead enforcer of Theo Gallivan, who's played by actor James Frain, an attractive billionaire industrialist who convinces the people that he is a hero. Motivated by a vendetta, both Tabitha and Theo Gallivan plan to cause chaos in Gotham City, which will lead to the origins of various Batman villains. So it sounds like they've got a pretty big role 
Um, almost like they're stepping into the fish Mooney role that is now absent. I would I would gather that that's probably uh, pretty on point there, buddy. Um, yeah, it's like kind of a neat. Uh, I mean, Tyrus. I I always think of her as just kind of being a standalone villain, you yeah. know, just like on her own agenda. So yeah. again, you know, I like that. I do appreciate the show for the fact that they they are doing their own thing. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's cool, like that they you know. Sometimes they tap into, like, the standard DCU, and sometimes it's not so successful as we've seen with uh, Pepper. But you don't see, you know, uh, uh, any uh, Poison Ivy, Pepper, whatever, you know, who's... <laughs> was that like, her Pepper. name? Yeah, that was her Ivy name, right? Pepper. Yeah, Ivy, Ivy Pepper. Ivy Pepper, yeah. yeah. It's Pamela Isley, all right? Get it right. Um, but see, no, again, it, it's cool that they're doing... I appreciate that they're doing their own thing, and I think it'll be neat. It'll be um, interesting to see these, these two folks and how they fit into the greater overall story absolutely uh cool moving on to comics here uh scott snyder and greg capullo talk endgame jim gordon and their partnership so at comic-con international writer scott snyder and artist greg capullo visited with cbrs at comic book resources yeah cbr tv's jonah wyland for an in-depth discussion about their run on batman in the conversation, Snyder and Capullo discussed the recent Endgame story arc, the transition to having Jim Gordon as Batman. Spoilers if you're not caught up, but there <laughs> you go. Uh, in the current story in Batman. So here are some things that they that uh, were interesting that were in the interview. Mm-hmm. Endgame was going to be their last story when their contract was set to end on issue number 50. The two were vague about the possibility of a contract extension to stay on the book. I have a hunch DC would happily extend their contract. I guess it's a matter of whether or not they want to do something different. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I I feel like everyone's been very happy with their work on the book. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. As a result of a potential extension, they moved Endgame up further so that it would occur before DC moved to the West Coast. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, they've had ideas that could last a few more years as long as DC and the fans allow them to. Okay, so it sounds like they do want to continue. Yeah, if absolutely. they've got ideas. Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things that you got to question because it's like they've done three large arcs. I think now there's Endgame, there was the Court of Owls stuff, and then there was um, the Zero Year stuff and Death of the Family. Oh, and Death of the Family. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, so that's it's a lot of like they've already done some really pivotal and all quite good actually mm-hmm. overall. Um, so, but you would think that potentially they could feel like uh, how you know is our luck going to run out kind of sort of right. that mentality. So it's cool to, to hear, but maybe that's the the fact that they're obviously going with a very different. Very different take on on Batman now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of making them feel which I've actually it. really been enjoying. Yeah, I, I, I was really definitely like very skeptical. On we this. all were. When we yeah. saw that first picture, everybody was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And you read it, and it's actually really interesting and really entertaining, and especially because, like I said from day one, you know it ain't going to last, so right. in, go for the ride. And it celebrates its weirdness, and it's different. Like, it, you know, they make fun of a lot of the elements. Gordon yeah. himself makes fun of a lot of the elements, in, in, you know, in the suit, and... So it's like it's kind of one of those things that they're not like, oh, we're not owning this as far as like this is the coolest thing. We're yeah. owning this as like, okay, well, if Gotham PD, you know, Gotham City Police Department was making a Batman, like, what would they make, you know? Mm-hmm. And and some of these designs are kind of following that mentality and and at least have that that um, poignance in that way. So it's it's cool. I agree. It is successful in that. Realm. Yeah. Uh, other things, uh, Scott Snyder and Capullo said they won't work on Batman without the other. 
So that's kind of that's really interesting. Like you know, like they're that's they're committed. committed. They are married. They are. They're bat married. Bat married. Uh, which is pretty cool. That you is, know that, that they're that, interesting. That they won't split up. Good for them. <laughs> that's it's awesome. just like us, Jamie. I was gonna say, we are we do this without? Have we been bat married this whole time and maybe, we didn't know it? Maybe. Hey. Um, when's our anniversary? I, I expect a cake. Well, hey, likewise, buddy. There won't be donuts, though. Uh, Mark no, my words. No. We've covered that. F Donut Day. <laughs> we were very clear about that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, okay, it says the Jim Gordon storyline was meant to be a lighter com- uh, comic relief storyline after the darkness of Endgame. Yeah. And then... Endgame originally had a different ending, which was changed before publication, which altered the Joker's ending, but not. I don't know what that means. I don't know. This was written by Terry, by the way, Terry Houston at uh, the Batman Universe. Okay, so I, so so we're just kind of uh, running right, through his running his through points. his points. Here. Um, so thanks, Terry. Thank you. And then it says the current story is meant to be a look at what happened if Batman died, but Bruce Wayne came back. So just some interesting Very insights cool. as far as what's going on in the books right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it, it's kind of feels like um, the end of the Dark Knight Returns, except continuing on. Right. Um, whereas the Dark Knight Returns, you sort of end with Bruce Wayne and like uh, underneath the Narrows or something, you know, and yeah. guiding these new kids and training them, and then that's where the book ends. This is kind of looking like we may see what happens when Bruce Wayne has to kind of figure out his place in the world again Mm -hmm. after being Batman or after the mantle is maybe temporarily passed on. Right. Probably temporarily. Uh, So, yeah, very cool stuff and uh, love love what they've been doing. Uh, Moving on to video game news, Kevin Conroy has expressed interest in voicing Batman in a Justice League video game. Uh, He told IGN after being asked about a Justice League video game with all the fan speculation out there about it, whether he would like to return, to which he replied, oh yeah, absolutely, I would love to do that. It's really hard to record games and very hard to create them, but the result is so rewarding that it makes it worthwhile at the end. I just hope they figure out some way to have Batman, uh, Arkham Knight, uh, Segway, Sieg, how do you you say that word? Mm -hmm. Is that Segway? Okay. Strange <laughs> into a new chapter, but I don't know how they could because it's such a frightening ending. It's got a, such a great concept of Batman fighting his way out of Arkham, the different battles he's gotten into in Arkham, and I'd hate to think that's the end of that story. I understand it's the third part of the trilogy and it's the end of the arc, but I hope they can figure out some way to translate it into something else. I don't know how they could, though, because the end is so frightening. So, yeah, um... There was an image floating around of like a like a Superman. Uh, it looked like a Superman character that you could select that people were saying was going to mm-hmm. be from a Justice League video game. It looked a little outdated to me, but um, you know, obviously they're not going to quit making these types of games. Right? They're so successful, so yeah. that seems like a really good way to go. And no surprise, I mean Kevin Conroy. It's like he's got to be doing really good for him. I mean, the yeah. bat has been good to him. Yeah. You know, but uh, this is I'm sure, especially video games are pretty big so i'm sure he's more than happy to continue and we would happily buy it oh absolutely so i would definitely i would happily buy it and play it you would and you'd even play yours (laughs) i'd even play mine i might even play the whole way through who knows Uh, and we're always happy to get more kevin connery batman of course always i mean Uh, it's it's gonna be a sad day when he hangs up the cape yeah when he doesn't voice batman anymore that will be a sad day yeah 
So another little kind of random thing out there. Stan Lee weighs in on the fight between Batman and Superman in Batman v Superman. So the Boston Herald interviewed Stan Lee this past weekend at Boston Comic-Con, asked him who would win. Stan Lee said, Superman, I think. I was hoping you would do it. (laughs) Perfect. He's indestructible. He can do anything. And Batman relies on a few weapons. Dude, perfect. Stupid. <laughs> no, it's so it's pretty much because this is a, a video of him doing this oh, video of him doing it, and you're pretty much getting it exactly. Okay. How I get it. Uh, he, he continued, uh, the creator of Batman, Bob Kane, was a good friend of mine, so he'd be unhappy with me saying that. But at the same time, Jerry Siegel, one of the creators of Superman, used to work for me for a while, so I feel I have divided loyalties. But if this is real. A fight between Superman and Batman? There's no way you'd bet on Batman. Even with Ben Affleck playing him? Oh, I like Ben Affleck. And, well, if they got him, Mortimer Snurd to play him, maybe he'd have a chance. <laughs> I love I love Mortimer Snurd. What? Yeah, so he's saying, like, that's the only way Batman would beat Superman is if it, he was Mortimer Snurd. I don't know who Mortimer Snurd, Snurd is. He's that little, uh, you would know if you saw, he's the little ventriloquist dummy, because I had to look him up, oh. too. Uh, yeah, I was like, Mortimer like, Snurd? Like with Charlie McCarthy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, yeah, he's like the little freckle face. Oh, my God. Yeah, like... He had his own movies and stuff, uh, <laughs> but hilarious. Mortimer Snurd, like, talk about a poll. Uh, wow. So, yeah, like, not not much love for for the Batman in that right. Uh, but just, oh, my God. Just, How you funny. know, freaking Stan Lee, man, just super cool to have him and, uh, you know, give his two cents about it yeah. just because of how Stan Lee do, you know? Yeah. He's just... I apologize Hilarious. for my terrible Stan Lee impression. No, I, uh, I wouldn't have it any other I didn't way have to time start. to practice. No, that was... I think it was on point, personally. That's way better than I would have done, that's for sure. And then another piece of random news. uh, They have one of those... uh, Fine Brothers Entertainment has created another of their uh, Elders React videos. And this one is uh, Elders watching the Batman v Superman trailer and their response... Which is just very cool just to hear, you know, obviously they kind of do um, uh, the play-by-play as they're going through and then figuring it out. And they're like, you know, what's happening? Are they, are they fighting? Oh, no. You know, why are they fighting? And it's just, it's just very cool to see them go through that, um, knowing the kind of general mythology that a lot of older generations know about these characters mm-hmm. um, and see their different pers- perspectives. So it's just, it's just very fun. Overall, they kind of tally that Superman would be the obvious winner, but there's some Bat fans in there yeah. that are like, you know, there's a woman that's like, well, I like Batman, so I hope he wins. I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, that's what it's all about. So just a very fun video. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, Elders react to the Batman v Superman trailer. Cool. Cool. So finally, listener feedback, and we have a lot this week. We got week. a truckload this See, week. Yeah, ask for it, and they deliver. That's what happens. So we'll start uh, at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. A very good place to start. Uh, this one comes from listener Albert V., he says another great, another great podcast. Jaime and Andy. Oh, he's saying Jaime. Jaime, yeah. Jaime, Jaime yeah. Uh, Good call, Albert. I've been called Jaime in a while. Jaime, have you guys discussed the rumor slash scoop? And scoop is in is in quotes. Thank you for that. Yeah, reported by Latina Review that Jenna Malone is playing Barbara Gordon. How do you guys feel about that? Or are you guys like me and just consider Latina Review a fan theory site? Anyway, good to have you guys back on a weekly schedule. You aren't the podcasts the Batman universe deserves. You are the podcasters the Batman universe needs. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag annoying. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I love hashtag annoying. 
Now it's now it, I don't know. I don't want to say it too early, but you might have to find a sound effect for hashtag annoying. Hashtag because, annoying because it's so oh, fitting. Oh, it would be hashtag annoying like Fran Dresser. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I think you have it. I think just take that clip of you doing yeah. that, and just plug it in there. Yeah, there we uh, go. So yes, thank you, Albert, for your um, for writing in. We're with you. Yeah, um, we. I don't think it's been any secret. We have not talked so kindly about Latino Review. Um, just right. in there. And my email left. Yeah, El Mayimbe left. left. But they're, I mean, I don't think they're any better. No, but Heroic Hollywood is is about the same. Yeah, I called this out, uh, I think, on on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the nicest tweet, I'll admit. (laughs) But uh, it's because um, Mark Hughes from Forbes, who I really enjoy, and he's Mm -hmm. he's really respectful, and he usually doesn't report stuff unless he knows what's going on. he's pretty on point. Yeah, he was on the Batman Universe, not the Batman Universe, Batman on Film podcast. Yes. And on the Batman on Film podcast, this conversation came up, and he essentially said, I have it from reliable sources that she is playing Barbara Gordon. Wow. Because they're setting her up for Batgirl in a future film. Very cool. It's out there. It's on the Batman on Film podcast, so Mm -hmm. check it out. He said that. Very cool. Two days later, Latina Review comes out with an exclusive scoop that Jenna Malone is playing Barbara Gordon. And I was like, he just confirmed it. Yeah. On a podcast. Yeah. And now you're pretending it's your scoop. It's because he didn't parade it around. Yeah, he didn't. He just said it Mm. in conversation. And again, he wasn't confirming it. He was just kind of saying, listen, this is what my sources tell me. I'm pretty sure, which makes perfect sense. Right. Um, So whether or not Latino Review should have reported it as their scoop, which I think is kind of BS, all evidence is now pointing to the fact that Jenna Malone is playing Barbara Gordon Mm -hmm. and that eventually she'll play Batgirl. I think that's great. We, yep. we have kind of talked about it in the past, just not specifically in this instance, about how I think we, we both agree that we would rather she play Barbara Gordon totally. than Carrie Kelly. Agreed. Not yes. that I have anything against Carrie Kelly, but no. Barbara Gordon's just a more important and vital character to this mythology, and I would I, rather I'd see rather her. see her more. Yeah, I'd rather see that character, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I think she is a great choice, and mm-hmm. I think she will be awesome in it. I hope that this pans out, because I'm all for it. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. I don't really have anything to add to that. Um, but yeah, that that Latina review, those guys, they just call scoops uh, rumor scoops. That's just the difference. Like they they say it's a scoop, and ninety nine percent of the time is completely unfounded. Uh, so we're with you. We try and and call our rumors rumors and yeah. speculation because that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that pans out. Uh, moving on to. Uh, Listener Andy P. He said, "Hello, Andy and Jamie. I'm so, uh, I'm a somewhat longtime listener of the show, long enough to miss Brian. Oh, jeez. Oh, and I love all the episodes that you two have done. I really appreciate you always taking the time to share your thoughts with your bat listeners. Really, I have just have three thoughts I want to get out there. First of all, let's talk about Dead Robin. I'm with you guys on this one. I'm a huge Dick Dick Grayson fan, and I will lose it if he is dead in the DCEU." I just think it's a shame to close off the Nightwing route. Yes. Uh, Jet from the Batman on Film podcast says that Nightwing was the in, was in the original Goyer script of BVS, and now he's not in the movie. Do you think that could have any bearing on which Robin is dead? Second, you guys were discussing the possibility of Superman being controlled by Lex Luthor. I agree with you in that it's probably not Red Kryptonite or anything like that. But how about good old blackmail? What if Lex has someone that Superman loves and tells him to take out the Batman? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 
Lastly, I, I think this is actually discussed on Holy Batcast. It has to do with Affleck and Jeff Johns writing the solo Batman movie. I'm so relieved to hear someone else, Andy, voice a concern about Jeff Johns writing Batman and everything I've ever read by him. And don't get me wrong, I really have liked the majority of his stuff. I've never been very satisfied by his characterization of Batman. He just makes him a little too crabby, stubborn, and mistake-prone mistake for me. Maybe I'm just biased, but I like it when Batman is infallible. Anyways, thanks for hearing me out, guys. And one last thought. If Brian is actually lost somewhere wearing a Music Meister costume, consider me as a replacement host. Andy P. Thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for the love for Brian. He does listen, and he actually replied. He replied. Yeah. Look at this. So, so we... let's, let's read Brian's reply before uh-huh. we, we get to some of these questions. Agreed. Um, I'm not going to do a Brian voice, so I'm sorry to disappoint. No. I don't even know what it would be. I'd have to think. I about just it. want to force you to try it, just because I want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> no, because we're we're seeing him at lunch, and he's going to be mad at me. Uh, and he won't know. He won't know not, until not for a couple more days. A couple days. <laughs> just do your Stanley so, voice, Brian. <laughs> so Brian writes, "Hey, hey Andy, P. hey Andy P. <laughs> Brian here." <laughs> Perfect. It's exactly how he sounds. He does sound just like him. Uh, he, he, so Brian responds. He says, "Brian here, checking in from the Cordo Maltese and whistling away on my pan flute. It's a rough gig, but somebody's got to do it. Just wanted to thank you for the shout out. Believe me, I miss hanging out with the guys and talking about the bat, and I miss listeners like you too with all your great feedback and." questions so thanks for remembering and thanks for being a long time listener i tune in each and every week myself and i always crack up at the antics of the guys i still see and talk with them daily about all the cool things happening such a great time to be a fan so thanks andy p for being part of it and to andy and jamie who continue to carry the bat torch for everyone who belong to the tbu thanks guys for always killing it here on the tbu flagship show something to discuss one of the topics that comes up frequently in our circles what would you like to see from the new Jeff John Ben Affleck Batman series? Prequel? Sequel to BVS? Something post-Justice League? Or something else entirely? See you tomorrow for Comics and Tacos. So that's a little nod to the fact that every Wednesday, uh, the group of us go out to... To Comics pick up, Wednesday. To pick up some comic books and to pick up some Taco Bell. So Brian... Uh, glad that you're still watching from the shadows like uh, a good Batman. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate the support and we miss you as well. We sir. miss him greatly. Uh, so let's take these, so these so questions. Gotta, let's go back to Andy. We we'll just yeah. start, start at the very first one here. So the first question that Andy P. brings up is about a dead Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad to hear you support us. And that's my feeling as well. Is, is Closing off the street to a Nightwing is so disappointing and, and that would really be frustrating for me. Uh, but yeah, Jet from Batman on Film did say that that Nightwing was in the original script and now he is not. And whether or not that means Robin, that he is the dead Robin. Mm-hmm. I think that it's completely separate. I think that when Chris Terrio took over, the script changed and Nightwing was taken out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily means he was taken off the table mm-hmm. uh, because you can always revisit it. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they decided that the story didn't need him, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't think that that necessarily factors into whether or not Dick Grayson is the dead Robin. Right. There is also the the other issue out there that there is a possible Titans show happening. Totally. And much like we've seen that there are certain characters that they don't want to share between TV and film, very few, as it turns out, but mm-hmm. there are a few, mm-hmm. um, that maybe they're like, you know what, if we're going to do this Titans show, let's not muck up the works, let's just leave Nightwing out of BVS for now and see what happens with the show first. Mm-hmm. So it might be more of a holding pattern than taking him off the table completely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, 
it's really hard to say because there's good arguments either way of why you think they may have this be Dick Grayson as the dead Robin. Um, but obviously as, as fans of Dick Grayson and his storyline, um, just anything involving kind of closing off avenues that can tell more of his story and have his involvement be more in included in this universe is, is a total bummer for us. You know, um, I think it would be awesome to see him in, in his, in obviously the Titan show, if that does pan out and everything works. Um, but cinematically it would be amazing to see, you know, him kind of fleshed out more as a character. So the only way I'd be okay with it again is if, is if I know that they're totally cool with jumping backwards, um, which we discussed on the last show and, and that idea that that would be perfect, especially considering if I got a three movie trilogy yeah. with Batman yeah. before Justice League yeah. with with Dick Grayson uh-huh. being Robin and then being Nightwing, okay, I'm okay with you killing Dick Grayson in BBS, knowing that I will get three movies with him involved or at least cinematically majorly involved Um just because I think that's more than we've ever gotten from him. We've only right, gotten right. one movie that was, yeah. you know, obviously not very good. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a sore subject for sure. Um, yeah, it. I get again. I get some of the logic behind why they would kill Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. and and but my heart has always been louder than my head, and I like, and I still don't want really buy it. Yeah. Uh, because you know they're like, oh, it streamlines it. it. It makes it easier to just say there was there was only one Robin and he's dead, and to just right. keep it clean. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. I do get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, are people so stupid that you can't say, well, over the years, Batman has had a number of partners, and one of them was killed. Yeah, I is that that much more no, complicated no. that you can't take on that burden to explain it? I will say that it it makes it feel like. Probably for the average person, there's less gravity. No, I think, and, and I think that's valid. So I could too. see that that's argument. Valid too, is it doesn't. Feel, but I'm with you. It's, it doesn't it's feel as monumental if it's like, well, Dick Grayson's alive and well, but this other Robin that you might not have heard of, he's the one who's dead. Yeah, I get that too. Right. Either way, it'd be incredibly troubling as it has been in the comic books for Bruce's character, um, and you know, I think it could go either way. It, it's it's one of those things that I I'm not. I think I'm a little bit more reserved on saying that I will hate it um, as as long as – just knowing that the people invo- involved are, are smart and I think yeah. that they're good at what they do and I believe in what they do. And so I think that that could be – you know, again, I go back to like you know Bambi and things like that where it's like you know the death of a character can sometimes be more impactful – and more of a an arc for a, a, the main character for other people. So if it is, you know, I would rather have that happen than them take Dick Grayson and just completely like tell his story and just trash it and and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I would rather him have more of an impact in his death than you know tell a crappy Dick Grayson story. Honestly, uh, for me, so right. so that that's kind of why I sort of teeter on the edge of like I don't want it to be unless there's damn good reason for it. You yeah. Know? yeah. So. We're with you, man. So uh, we got to move on because there's a lot of questions. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, other question is about Superman uh, being controlled by Lex Luthor. What you bring up here is, and this is something I, th- I feel like I alluded to when we had this conversation, is mm-hmm. I don't feel – I'm pretty sure Superman is not being, quote, unquote, controlled. Yeah. But I think Lex has leverage. Yes. Uh, what that leverage is, who knows? So to your point, it could be something like Lex has 
Ma Kent or Lois or something mm-hmm. and is therefore getting Superman to do things that he wouldn't otherwise do because of this leverage, uh, who knows? It could be something a little more uh, subtle manipulation than that. But for whatever reason, Superman is kneeling in front of Lex and is obviously not happy to be doing it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I think that there there is another piece to this puzzle that we, we haven't seen yet. Yeah, as we had touched on before, and I'll keep it brief, um, the mind control thing does feel like a cop-out to me. Um, they've yeah. made a very strong effort to make um, Clark Kent feel very human and feel like... Um, you know, like he's a, a human of Earth, and and mine could. I, it's it just seems like it's so much more interesting and more in their wheelhouse to do that sort of thing, like you say, and mm-hmm. pit pit them against one another in a way that is more personal than just oh well he's mind controlled yeah he's possessed that that just doesn't feel on point. Yeah. Um, so lastly, uh, he was talking about uh, the solo Batman movie and um, obviously Jeff Johns writing Batman. We were mm-hmm. actually talking about this yesterday and discussing um, Jeff Johns writing uh, Earth One uh, and how he's actually – I think they're going to write multiples of they, they have volume two. Mm-hmm. And um, I personally think that is a, a really strong book. But it's strong in that it's, it's Earth One. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. – quintessential Batman you know it's not or it's not your kind of typical Batman that you're used to seeing right so he can kind of play with it in the way that he wants to um and I'm with you it's like I I think that he understands the character quite well um but he has his own agenda when it comes to writing him Mm -hmm. so that can kind of sometimes clash with what I think a lot of people in the majority feel um his character is supposed to be yeah yeah and that was that was my concern that I voiced on Holy Batcast is the fact that uh, it's not, you know, it's not a terminal concern because I think Jeff Johns has a great handle on the entire DC universe, and I think that he respects Batman for who Batman totally. is. But at the same time, I've just seen him place Batman in position mm-hmm. so that Green Lantern can be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and and it's and it's very transparent. Yeah. In that, like, I just remember, I think it was his new Fifty Two uh-huh. Justice League first run, which I really loved. Uh-huh. Honestly, I thought it was a great story. Mm-hmm. But I just remember Green Lantern saying something to Batman about like, "Oh, you use fear." I'm fearless, so you you have no power over me, or something like that. Where it was just yeah. so transparent that like Green Lantern doesn't bow to the bat kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. So that's that is where my concern comes from. But mm-hmm. my hope is that Jeff Johns ha- sees the bigger picture than that, and that he wouldn't sign on to do something like this unless he had a really great idea for Batman. Mm-hmm. I just downloaded the the Earth the Earth One stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna read it. I hope yeah. I love it. It's it's a again, it's a I think you will like it, you know, and I I think it's just yeah, it's his when he's allowed to kind of do his own thing, he obviously gets Batman. Like he gets it and he mm. enjoys the character, but you're right. Like when he when and I, I think that's why this may be successful is if it's like he's just writing Batman in his own right, you yeah. know. I think he's totally good, you know. But uh, if he's got you know Aquaman or Green Lantern in there, it's like, well, you know, cheap shots like that really just cheapen everyone. It cheapens Batman. Yeah. It cheapens these other, you know Green Lantern because you know we know that you can make them cool, celebrate them, don't pit them against each other, and make them like fight pettily. You know, right. it's kind of 
that's just weak. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, overall, Jeff Johns, I think he's awesome. He's obviously done a lot for the DC Universe and had a lot of success. Well, yeah, and he's, he's so an he's incredibly just, talented writer. Dude, yeah, he's the man. Like, and, he's and, awesome. And I think, again, I, something I said on Holy Backcast is, like, I want, I wish I could have been in the room when Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns sat down and talked about Batman. Totally. And what, how that conversation went that made them go, let's do this together. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, totally. And, so yeah, we're I think we're in the in the realm of obviously cautiously optimistic. You yeah. know, very optimistic and very happy, but cautiously. So uh so moving on to Brian's uh question, uh in the same uh wheelhouse is what would we like to see as far as you know timelines uh go? It seems like he's mostly asking or just kind of overall story. So what do you think, man? Honestly, my my perfect world is that it would be a sequel prequel. And so huh? it's 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 a movie. Huh? It's it's a Batman movie post BVS uh-huh. of Batman encountering some problem in Gotham. Uh-huh. But it's a problem that ties into his past. And so half the movie takes place in the past, flashbacks of what you know, let's just say it's the Joker. They love doing flashbacks. Yeah, let's just say it's the Joker. The Joker escapes and the Joker is on a rampage. I hope it's not the Joker. I hope it's Riddler or someone else, but yeah. just to make it clear. The Joker's back in Gotham. Mm-hmm. He's doing things. Batman, newly you know, newly refreshed Batman after BVS, is out to stop the Joker. The problem is, is that this is drudging up stuff that happened with Joker, or with Joker, Batman, and Robin. And so half the movie is what happened with Joker, Batman, and Robin, and half the movie is what's happening with Batman and Joker now. I love it. That's like that's what I want. I want both. And maybe that's just me being greedy, but I think that it's a great way to. Make sure that it's not a total prequel because sometimes I don't know prequels. I feel like often have their arms tied in what they can do. Yeah, this is this you can move the current incarnation of Batman forward, but still give us a taste of all the stuff we missed before BVS. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and it it, it seems like that's a smart move too. Like if he's so successful playing this experienced Bruce Wayne, and mm-hmm. that's something that we haven't seen a yeah. lot of, like this really experienced Bruce. I mean, arguably, obviously, with other movies, you know, it's kind of hard to tell how long they've been doing it. But this is clearly making a statement that he's been doing this for a couple decades. Um, so right. that that changes things. It changes his mantra. It changes his behavior. And I I agree. I would love to see more of that. Um, yeah, it, I, I think that's great. I, I, kind of in the realm, I keep thinking of Man of Steel. That's uh, so much of that storytelling, and sometimes for a lot of people, it's a complaint um, is the amount of flashbacks in it. But it, it it propels the story forward in a way that, like, if you can keep up with where they're going, mm-hmm. they literally will say, "Well, this is happening," and then the second you go, "Well, why would he do that?" Flashback explains why that he's doing that, right? And then back to the current time, and then continues on. So it feels like a very well thought out story in that way even though for some people I know it gets a little bit jarring well and it's I mean it's I just I just did an episode of Holy Batcast about Batman Beyond Return of the Joker which great great animated film but I think that's a perfect template to use where there is there is a problem going on now but it, it it all comes from an incident in the past yeah and so show us both yeah and and I think that's a great way to use it but I'd say even expand that that past even more Mm -hmm. than what we got in, say, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, where Mm -hmm. it's like, the Joker's back, the Joker's dead, we don't talk about that night, and then eventually in the film you go back and you see why don't we talk about that night with this really great sequence. That's what I want here, but I want more of that. 
So I yeah. don't think there's a great way to tell a parallel story in the past and the present. Yeah, I agree. It kind of reminds me of Death in the Family too, mm-hmm. um, or Death of the Family actually, the newer, the newer one. Okay, the the Snyder one, and, and where where Batman is really held back and he's trying to be protective of the whole Bat family, and they don't know why. And it's it's all alluding to the history with the Joker and right. things that have happened in the past, and it's it's really cool because you see him so torn and trying to be protective in that way. And the same with the death of Robin and all that. Like yeah. the, you, I'm sorry, but it's just when you torment Batman, it just makes him such more interesting character. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just I mean, time and time again. <laughs> and you wouldn't set up the death of Robin if you didn't think you were going to tell us that story. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. I truly hope. Um, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I think that's crazy yeah. to, to do that and not go into because why? Why do it? Like you already have the death yeah. of his parents that yeah. torments him enough. Yeah. Like that's the easy way to go. And re- recent rumors suggest that we won't even know which Robin is dead. Right in BVS. Yeah, which I would make sense. Yeah, which would make sense is that they leave it open and go. You know what? We're going to approach that in the soul. Of I think that, and I would be okay with that. I don't Me too. necessarily Me too. need that answer. Uh, so in the interest of time, I won't answer it with my own just because I think actually what you brought up is perfect. I think that would be really cool and I don't know. I don't. I haven't really decided on it. So that's the new movie. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag confirmed that's the new movie. Jeff Johns, give Andy a call. He'd be happy to I got you covered, it. man. He's got it. He's got it all laid out for you. But we're going to get some Riddler and Mr. Freeze in there. Yeah, just of course. So you know. Yeah, those, are, so those, you are, know. those are a couple that need to be touched on again in the uh, right ways. Uh, that sounds horribly wrong. Uh, moving on to Corey. Uh, Corey Chaney. Uh, hey, Andy and J- Jamie and Andy. Uh, first time writing in and just want to say I love the show and how fun and informative the show is each and every week. Keep up the great work and don't change a thing. I wanted to write in to you guys with some thoughts and questions to see what you guys think in regards to the recent Suicide Squad and BVS trailers. In the recent Empire article that just came out, it was revealed that Batman is the one that put all the members of the Suicide Squad in prison. My question is, if we are dealing with the possibility of another retired, semi-retired Batman in BVS at the time of the attack of Metropolis, what do you think the time span is between when Batman caught these villains, specifically the Joker and Harley Quinn, and when he became retired? I think you two have mentioned before... That perhaps the Batman scene on top of the Joker mobile and the Suicide Squad trailer could be Batman in pursuit of the Joker and Harley Quinn after the death of Robin. Curious of your thoughts. Uh, do you want to answer that one really quick? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question is how long have they been incarcerated? So how long has Batman been retired? Oh, that's, I mean, I, I hadn't really I honestly have no answer that for way. that. Like, I, I honestly, it's so hard to, to guess where Suicide Squad even exists in the timeline of all this. I mean, it seems like it it and obviously they, exists and, in the same time, yeah. in the same close to the same era because the Batman where we're seeing on top of the of of uh the Joker Mobile seems to look visually like the current one in BVS. Yeah. Just kind of based it on the is, idea yeah. that you know, he didn't, unless it's a 20-year-old costume but, that but, he never changed but they and he's have, always they, huge. But they have said that, you know, the Batmobile in BVS is being, like, pulled out of mothballs. So it would be the same Batmobile. Right. It's not a new Batmobile. Yeah, so... I mean, I think, I think, and I'm just going to, and I'm making it up because I don't know, is, you know, I think he's retired for five years or so. You know, he's supposed to be 45 here. Maybe he retired when he was 40. That works is that they could, all these guys could have been in jail for five years without aging out of their prime. Yeah, that's a good call. But but that's also a long enough time to be retired that mm -hmm. he would have to do his CrossFit to get back into shape. Totally. Thank you for breaking that down in a way that 
makes sense because I was just going to ramble on and go <laughs> on about how I don't know, but that uh, that does suit the story well. I think that that you have enough time where they are obviously in there. He's kind of done his job, but not too much time where it's like you know they're not old and he's too old to do what he's. Um, wants to do, go back and do, come out of retirement. Totally. Uh, so hopefully that's enough for you. Uh, my uh, just, second just question, a theory, but I think makes sense. Yeah, I think it answers it. Uh, that's uh, a, a good theory. I think my second question though relates to the news Andy brought up about the last episode regarding Scott Eastwood's potential role in Suicide Squad is Dick Grayson. I had not heard heard this theory yet, and it blew my mind. And I have to admit, it would be so freaking cool if this panned out to be true. I've heard some other podcasts speculate that the dead Robin BVS will likely be Dick Grayson because he's the most well-known Robin amongst the general public. I like I like Andy feel that if this ends up being true, I'll be utterly and completely pissed. We are getting so many things that are comic accurate in this new universe, and to have Dick Grayson start up dead would be such a letdown. That being said, if this de- does end up being the case and Dick Grayson is actually the Robin that Joker killed and Scott Eastwood is just another throwaway character, do you think that the Red Hood story arc might still be explored in the Batman solo movie? Movie, but with the twist of it actually being Dick Grayson as Red Hood in this incarnation, I'd be happy to see Red Hood in live action. But I don't, I don't, I would be thrilled if Dick Grayson ended up as the true nature of this character. It's not at all Red Hood esque, but perhaps Johns and Affleck could make this work. But hopefully, it will be just Jason Todd, the Joker kill, and we can all sleep well at night. Uh, Wow, this this has kind of become a big point of contention. Is is it's very what are they doing with Dick Grayson? Yes, and it, and I mean we've already talked about it in depth in this episode, so we don't want to repeat ourselves. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean you know where I stand on it. I agree with you. I would much rather this be Dick Grayson in mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. It is just another theory, it, but it would be a theory that I think would be awesome if it pans out. Yeah, I think it would be really weird for as far as the touching on the Red Hood thing for them to make this Dick Grayson and then do the Red Hood story like that. It's like that's a Jason Todd story. Yeah, it is like, it's a very specific Jason Todd yeah, story. And so it would be so strange to be like, this is Dick Grayson, but you know we're afraid to, to call, tell Jason Todd's story. But here in this other movie, we're going to tell the Jason Todd story. Like, yeah, that, that just seems too convoluted. I say unlikely. Yeah, to me. I agree. I agree. If, especially if there are plans for Red Hood, you've got to use Jason at that. You point. have to. Yeah. You know, you could get away with doing the death. A death in the family with Dick Grayson, sort of, uh, from a, you know from a mm-hmm. standpoint. But yes. as soon as you start getting into Red Hood and what happened to Jason next, yes. you need to use Jason yeah. because now you're completely contradicting Dick's future with Jason's future, right? And, and his character is just honestly more suited. Uh, Jason Todd, uh, well, exactly. His Dick Grayson, his background. Dick Grayson doesn't turn into a murderous vigilante, right? Well, even like. Dick Grayson, his demeanor, like Jason Todd, he was always angry. He was always kind of an angry guy. He was always kind of like Dick Grayson let go of the whole killing of Zuko, um, you know, pretty quickly. Like yes. that, that, yeah. that is, and it, it's sort of in or his two-faced. nature or two face or two. Oh my goodness, or two face, depending on what you're referencing. Whichever. Uh, <laughs> good night. Uh, <laughs> the forever references always come back every time. You gotta, you gotta love it. Uh, so it, it, I again, yeah, I just. To reiterate, um, that would be really cool for them to tell that story, but I'd say highly unlikely with that. And uh, as far as Scott Eastwood goes, um, totally rad as as uh, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hope that they wouldn't that wouldn't be him. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't make sense for him to be the dead Robin if he were right. Dick Grayson. That yeah. just doesn't make sense. And, and I, I do, I, I will go so far as to say that I don't think Scott Eastwood is. 
a throwaway character. Yeah, I don't. Think I so. don't because because this guy is so hot right now and so on the rise. You don't get him in your DC universe and just make him, you know, General Jones who's going to mm. get killed after one movie. Yeah. You just don't do it. And I and they're not they're clearly not going to do the John Blake thing. So so you don't make him you don't make him an army guy and then at the yeah. end go well you're Batman now. So that's yeah, you should happen. use your real name. Oh, N- Nightwing Jones. <laughs> yeah. I should. It's so nice, Nightwing. I like that name. I like that name. Uh, and quickly, final food for thought. Uh, the scene in BVS trailer, Batfleck is looking at the paper with the red lettered "Let your family die again" wording. I know some speculate this is sent to be sent by Lex Luthor, but I have another theory that it is actually a scene from or towards the end of BVS, and it was sent by the Red Hood, setting up the arc for the Batman solo film. Thanks again for all that you do. Sorry for the long letter. Excited to hear your thoughts and discussions. P.S. I'm also praying for Batman's Joker's Batman, darling, scene from the the Dark Knight Returns to show up at the end of BVS or in a mid-credits stinger. That would be cool. A great uh, call out. Um, the Let Your Family Die Again, I think, is is would totally work under the Red Hood. First guys. of all, it doesn't say again. It just says you let your family die. Oh, good call. Which is important. Yes, it is. It's important. Again carries a lot more weight. Yes, and it does it point can, it, more it towards that. It points more towards that. It's just you let your family die. Uh-huh. Um, I still think it came from Lex, uh-huh. but yeah, it's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. it is possible that it could be a Red Hood setup. I, I think that there's so many other stories to tell. I'm not completely convinced they're going to go the Red Hood route. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they wanted to, you're right. This could be a setup for that, so uh, possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Thank you, Corey, for writing in. Great food for thought. Uh, some great questions. And obviously we love kind of digging in and, and hashing out what we can, you know, like together. and Because we're so curious about all of it, too. But, I mean, the truth is it's like we can only speculate. We really don't know. So, um, But it's fun to speculate with you and you give us things to – to force us, our brains, out of what we've already been thinking, which is really good. And, yeah. and Corey's been a really great supporter of this show as well as the other shows that uh, uh, I'm on. So always good to hear from you, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Corey. So, yeah. Hashtag confirmed, obviously, the uh, story arc for uh, for the Batman solo film yeah. from Andy. So at least we got that out of the way. That's and something true. hashtag confirmed for the day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we like to do. Uh, but that'll about wrap us up, guys. So uh, thank you guys for writing in. Please continue to do so on slow news weeks like this week. Um, this is great uh, kind of chatter time for us to really kind of uh, get get our sink our teeth into the Batman mythos and uh, get nerdy about it as we like to do. Uh, so don't forget <laughs> to check out Holy Batcast, Andy's other show. He's got uh, a really cool interview, a couple uh, interviews on there from this last week. Uh, yeah, would you like to tell yeah, us? About yeah, yeah, Reno Romano, yes, the voice sir. of the Batman from the animated series The Batman. So yes. if you are a fan of The Batman, <laughs> uh, check out episode number thirty-three of Holy Batcast. I got to sit down with Reno. Great guy, really nice, really really gracious, and it was just fun to talk yeah. about that series with him. Seems like a really cool dude. So yeah, check that out. Uh, don't forget to check out the BatmanUniverse.net. Tons of comic book news on there as always as well and uh, the Facebook page and all that you know all that jazz so on behalf of Andy I have been Jamie and this has been The Batman Universe The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment the thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for but thanks for joining us for this episode and we will see you around Gotham
And I move the paper right as I say that. Uh, All right. Well, time for lunch, right? Well, I'm hungry. (laughs) I could use a burrito. This morning is just... Got away, got away from us. Oh.